Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz. Um, This week, I'm really excited to welcome founder and host of the Master the Sales Game podcast and coaching consultant, Susan McVeigh. So thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Yeah, I know. I've I've seen you in all the groups. I'm like really excited about um, our conversation today because I feel like it's just going to be so much fun. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Also, and you got your two fan. I couldn't ship it to you, but we were still able to get you some, which I'm so excited about. Me too. Yeah, we were were able to figure something out and be creative in crossing that dang border. Yes, I know. And are you, I forget, are you in BC? Is that where you're at or? I am. I'm in Victoria now, um, just north of Seattle. Oh, Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm like three hours South of Seattle. So we're not all that far. No, I could probably like see you across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, good. Yeah. So it's a great way to end the week. Um, are you guys opening up and stuff up there or how's y'all's situation? Uh, it's, it's kind of, we, uh, the phase two of businesses, we didn't completely shut down, uh, in phase one, we still had a lot of services open mm-hmm. it was kind of, you know, be safe. And, yeah. attention. and a lot of businesses did close because they just couldn't manage it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think about a week ago, May 19th was our official kind of reopening and it's going in phases. And so we have a phased approach between now and like September, but I know that the, like our borders are technically closed um, until end of June. So it's, it's still going to be a little bit and I think it might be pushed out. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I know even going across Canada because uh, um I'm not a camper, but right now, I mean, there's not a lot of places that you can go and camping is one of them. And there's not a lot of interprovincial camping going on that we've been asked to book camping sites, even like the one that is the closest to your home is kind of the the guidelines that we're, we're being given. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of the same here. Like we're starting to open back up in phases. I think phase two for us starts like Monday, but yeah, same kind of thing. Like they've closed all of our trails and all, all kinds of stuff like that. So see see what happens. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. So let's dive into all the fun, juicy stuff. Um, you know, like what is your business? You know, how did you get started in it? Um, and how long have you been doing it? Yeah. So I've been doing my business officially since, gosh, cause it was, it was an accident. Which is <laughs> a funny story. I accidentally stumbled into corporate in a sales career. And then I accidentally ended up being a, an entrepreneur with, with an online business. And that happened back in 2016. So we're coming up on about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am a sales strategist. I coach and consult other small business owners, m- mostly female entrepreneurs, people who are experts. So they're coaches, consultants, and experts, speakers, authors that are really good at what they do, but they have never had to sell themselves mm-hmm. or they haven't ever had to sell period. They don't typically have a business background. And so putting on all the hats of how you run your business has been really challenging. And how I kind of stumbled into this was really, um, was hand of God really. Cause mm-hmm. I, I had a very successful corporate career. I was in sales and sales leadership, a very unlikely salesperson because <laughs> I am an introvert and I was definitely shy as a kid. My parents are entrepreneurs, so they had a brick and mortar store basically my entire life growing up. And I worked there when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't really want that life. Like I wanted a stable nine to five, mm-hmm. which is really funny to me now, but I ended up being in a major car accident back in 2011. It was the third it was the third car accident, uh, truth be told, um, between the ages of like 30, uh, 18 and 36-ish. And I, I didn't really realize, I mean, that's a lot of banging up on your body. Um, yeah. When you're young, right? Like when you're young, you feel like the world's your oyster and that you really are invincible. And so when the first one happened, then the second one happened, and then like the third one it cut, it broke me. It was after I'd had two babies mm-hmm. and I was still very successful in my um, corporate career, 
But after the birth of my daughter, my second one, um, I wasn't as fulfilled. Like there was something missing, and mm-hmm. but I knew that I didn't want to necessarily just stay home with with my kids. I mm-hmm. knew that there was something else, and so that kind of started this longing for more. I know that sounds very cliche, um, but along the way, so that when that happened in 2011, I did all the right things, right? Like I'm I'm very type A, I'm a <laughs> recovering perfectionist, and so I did all the doctor's appointments and all the treatments, and I wasn't getting any better. And then in 2015, my body and my whole, my whole system basically said, you're done. Like you're working 65 hour plus, like you're still struggling with chronic pain. Um, it eventually was, uh, diagnosed as fibromyalgia on top of some other things, but my, I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown in 2015 and without that, I would not have left my corporate career, even though I wasn't happy. And from the outside, everything looked perfect. And yet I was like, my, my whole system was shutting down. Like I was crying at red lights and I couldn't take care of my kids. I couldn't take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And so in that journey of just trying to get better, like actually healing from the inside out, I realized that at that time I had to create my own new normal, which is actually very it's very um, nostalgic right now, kind of going through all of this crisis because it's stirred up a lot of memories that I had mm-hmm. forgotten about, of how scary that time was and how I can see that reflected now in, in my clients and in me, like being able to heal all of this. Um, but at the time, I thought I was just going to go back to corporate and you know, reduce my hours, reduce my production. Um, and I was looking for a way to be able to find fulfillment to help other people with my God-given gifts and re- just reconnect to, to humans because I had been holed up in the house and couldn't leave because um, I had kind of post post traumatic. I, mm-hmm. I I had anxiety about going in the car. Yeah, um, I'm sure. So, so all of that, I stumbled upon Facebook. I was trying to take a course. Actually, I wanted to. Does anybody remember Periscope? Yes. Oh, I remember it. So back in the day, right, I I found Periscope and found a community of wonderful, amazing women, mostly moms, who were building just a network of, of other amazing humans. And I was deeply lonely. And through that path, I took a course that brought me to Facebook. And then it was kind of like, that's all she wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. I found groups. I found ways to be able to serve people. And through that lens of service, I... I started a business. So that's why it was kind of by accident, but completely on purpose. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so much like that you went through. Like That's mm-hmm. crazy. But I'm so glad that it turned out positive, you know, like, I mean, in the thick of it, I'm sure it did not feel like it may end up positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was in it, I mean, you know, it, they call it the messy middle on purpose, right. right? Because it, when you're in it, it just, it feels like you're walking through mud. Um, there are days that I couldn't get out of bed. I felt like a terrible mom. I mm-hmm. would forget things all the time. And so I just had to let all of that expectation go mm-hmm. and trust that it was going to work out exactly how it needed to. And so I'm deeply grateful and I can look back and say that breakdown was actually my moment of breakthrough but I didn't know it at the time. I was so scared of letting go and saying goodbye to my, like who I was, what I was doing. My mm-hmm. entire life was already planned out. And I thought I was going to literally die in that job. <laughs> like I, I loved what I was doing. I was in corporate finance and, and helping other people build their dreams and helping this massive conglomerate build, you know, a mega empire mm-hmm. and, and doing that work. And I realized that I, I needed to do something for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you're doing because sales is hard. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be hard, but I feel like as a small business owner and by myself included, like you, you think of sales and it's like, I don't want to be that salesperson. And so like what you're doing and, and teaching women how to do it in a way that's comfortable is so needed. Yeah. And it's because I never wanted to be in sales. <laughs> Same as you, Nicole. I hated, I, I hated that word. Like even, you know, it would make me cringe. Like, right. oh, I avoided all retail sales jobs, even though I knew they paid more because I just didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to feel like I had to push people or I was trying to make commission or I wanted to meet my quota. And that's the only reason why I was telling people to buy stuff. 
I didn't, I didn't want to be forced to be in that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know there's, I mean, there's people that are amazing at it and do do it without, you know, feeling salesy, you know, at all. And so I'm glad that people are able to learn from you to do that because yeah, it's such an important skill to have, especially when you're running your own business. And like you said, there's so many other things to do. So being able to do that well, I mean, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like to say without, I mean, sales is the lifeblood of our business is as much as we, it kind of gets pushed to like, everything else that I can do in my business, I'm going to do that first. Yeah, exactly. I feel like marketing's like that too. Cause I try to talk to business. And I'm like, you have to market your business, you know? And they're like, oh, I don't the think so. Well, Cause I work with a lot of introverts. And so it's hard to market because yeah. especially when you are the face of the business as oftentimes as a solopreneur or even as a business owner that has employees, you're part of the brand and you're part of the brand story. And it's really hard to detach yourself. And, mm-hmm. and that means you kind of, always feel like you're under scrutiny or that people are looking at you and it can be a lot of pressure. It can be a lot of responsibility and it can be uncomfortable for sure, especially as a woman, as an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you are an extrovert, like being on all the time is, is tiring and being able to do it in a way that is aligned to how you want to build your business and that it is in service of who you are and how you can help your people. Um, it is sometimes a struggle, right? To figure out that fine balance. Right. Yeah. So true. Um, so speaking of balance, that kind of moves into the next question I was going to ask. Um, like, so you, know, you said you have children and your own business, things like that. Like, how do you balance work and life? And do you have any tips on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I know some, some of you right now are probably cringing because you're like, oh, balance. <laughs> and I, and I get it too, right? Because I, <laughs> Yeah, it's often overused. Like, <laughs> it is. it's a buzzword. Well, and sometimes you either love it or it, right now you may have turned off because you're like, that's triggering me right now. Like, yeah. I don't even know how that's even possible. And, and I, I hear you because come, and especially coming from like corporate speak, you get a lot of lip serv- service to that word. So how I think of this is more in seasons uh, um, because it kind of fits with what I've experienced um, personally, but also on the health side, I realized, you know, everything kind of comes and goes and never, nothing is ever here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have my kids for a certain period of time and I wasn't the mom that wanted to leave my career to be able to stay home and take care of my kids. That wasn't the driving force for how I got fulfillment. I love my kids, but at the same time, I love the work that I do. It's really important that I actually do work that's important for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know that what I do and who I am are not the same thing. And so if I don't do anything, if I, if my business doesn't do the things that I want it to do in this season, it's totally okay because it won't last forever. And so for me, it's really looking at priorities for the season. Um, we just moved here from Vancouver to Victoria in the school year. And so I kind of had to say, okay, Right now, this this is the season where there's a lot more focus on my family, on mm-hmm. making sure that my kids are supported and that they have the routines and that they ha- they know what's going on in their schoolwork. So overall, it will reduce the stress for us as a family. And then I can provide some more focus and attention on my business. It meant that then for my business, that season required my team to really be more up to date than, than me because I just didn't have the bandwidth available. So mm-hmm. that's how I focus on it is really like looking at, okay, we have seasons in, in my life. We have seasons in the business. Um, what is the main priority? And then how do I give myself permission, but also give myself grace that not everything is going to get done. Um, I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my business. I want to enjoy my family mm-hmm. as much as I possibly can. And so it's looking at how does this all fit together to create that 100%? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I, I to, yeah, I totally agree. Um, like the seasons, like at first when I started, I was really rigid and like when I, things wouldn't go, it would just frustrate me. And so just kind of even taking that step back to like, look at it, like, okay, it's not always going to be like this. And so what do I need to do now? Like, what do I need to adjust to be able to, you know, make this work and then know that it's not always going to be like that, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, for actually for a long period of time, especially when I um, had lower bandwidth, like especially around my health, 
we had to have a lot more communication as a family in particular mm -hmm. in order to set expectations. And so we had implemented a family meeting and then I had a, a marriage meeting, which was just for my husband and I, in order to talk about like what's happening this week and what do you want? So it kind of felt like everybody's needs were being met and everybody got to pick one thing. So it was the same thing even for, cause I don't know about y'all, but um, dinner time is like, is very stressful. It has yeah. been very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like morning routine and then dinner time and then bedtime. Like these, these are like the critical pieces, mm -hmm. uh, at least for our family. And I said, it does not need to be a fight. So let's just figure out there's four of us. So everybody gets at least one meal a week mm -hmm. that you know that you love and that you got to pick and that you're going to look forward to. And that means you can't complain about the other meals. That's a great idea because my son is so picky. And so it's still kind of like, all right, so you're not going to eat that. What can we make you now? And I, it's like so, I don't know, it's stressful, like you just said. So I love that idea. I'm going to talk to my husband about that. Yeah, and and my, my oldest kiddo, my son, he's a very picky eater. And that's one of the reasons why we implemented it because he would grumble and like pick apart stuff. And he still does it, but it's way less. And the expectation is that we're all we're all on the same team. Yeah. Like we're, we're all trying to do this and we're all, we all need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I know. Cause yeah, my son, he's only six. And so he's like, well, I just won't eat. I'm like, no, you have to eat. Like you have to eat something. And it's just, yeah, a struggle. Like, okay, do I give in or do I make him something else? You know, but then that doesn't really help him. Cause then he's just like, okay, well, I can just be like this and not eat what, you know, is good for me kind of thing. So exactly. yeah, yeah. No, I love that idea. Yeah. That's really helped us is to, to have that routine and the, the communication and then the compromise of knowing like this is what we're willing to do and everybody gets a, a say but nobody else is more important because we're all members of the same family yeah and that's great because I mean those are all useful things that they're going to need later on in life you know what I mean because you're not going to get everything that you want so you may as well learn to compromise you know now and communicate about it so they can do that as adults I love that exactly. yeah awesome um so do you use any like go-to apps or automation that you love in your business? Yeah. So I love, well, we use ClickUp for our project. So many good things about it. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just, okay. I've heard it like everywhere recently. So I feel like I really need to check it out. I love it. I love the dang thing. So I'm, I'm probably an anomaly. I've never really loved Trello. Like I use Trello for certain things. Mm -hmm. It works really well, but generally speaking, it doesn't work the way my brain wants to see stuff. And I know, I mean, I'm very visual, which mm -hmm. just doesn't match. Uh, so I used Asana for a long time, even before I had team members and I loved um, the format of it. But it, when we started having more team members or there were more projects that we we're working on more timelines, it got really confusing for me to figure out what's happening where. Mm -hmm. And so with, with ClickUp, it just really is, it's like a sauna on steroids. And I just love, I love the dang thing because you can change the views. You can add people to certain things. You can create interdependencies. You can put a Gantt chart in there for any of my Gantt chart nerds. <laughs> and I was about to say, ask what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so Gantt chart is where you kind of see a timeline and you can see, okay, for um, like the calendar, the calendar is like a date view where it is like one to 30 on a line, like a timeline. Mm -hmm. And then you can see, okay, we have four projects and they're all coming due on the same day. <laughs> and so you can see like a block, like it goes from May 1st to May 15th, or it goes from uh, you know, May 12th to the 13th. So you can see how many different things are going on at the same time or for that project, like what is, what is happening when. So it's visually really easy to see a representation of all the projects, but also within the project, what the workflow looks like. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I'm definitely going to check it out. Cause I've been trying to, I forever have written everything down. Like it took me forever to get rid of like a handwritten planner my husband was like, um, it's 2020. You need to move to like a digital calendar. <laughs> and I, it, have two, I have like, I think I have no less than five paper planners on. Oh, my good. Show. Okay. So I'm not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. I like, I like writing stuff out, but I will say that ClickUp for me, uh, helps organize the, the digital stuff. And then especially with team members being 
international and all around the world mm-hmm. it helps having like a central hub. We use Slack for communication for like mm. things. Uh, I love Voxer um, for my integrator in particular. And then I've also used that for, um, for client support, but we use, everything goes into Google drive. Like Google drive is my, my, my kind of brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are, I keep, I keep it fairly simple. Um, I just, I've been, I've been resisting. I think I can, I always get stuck on how you pronounce this Zapier. Zapier. Oh yeah. Zapier. Mm-hmm. So I just found the Zapier magic and now I'm like, what else could I automate? Right. Like what can I integrate today? <laughs> I mean, it's like thousands I- of choices. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like a whole rabbit hole. Yes, so yes. <laughs> I'm just starting to dig into that and to create some more automations because um, I want yeah, I want I want to make sure that no matter what happens, my parents are older, my in-laws are older is one of the reasons why we are here in Victoria. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that anything that requires people, we're freed up to do that, right? Like customer service, really engaging and building relationships, having real conversations, being able to do these uh, podcast interviews or trainings. Like I love being able to do all of that. And so in order to do that, we need to free up resources and time mm-hmm. um, and manpower. And so if we can get a tool or a system or an automation to do that, then I'd, I'd really rather um, invest in those tools and then allow me to invest in um, my team members that are really good at what they do too. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out, click, check up, check out, click up. <laughs> Could not say that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, awesome. Oh, and when you just said Victoria, it made me, it reminded me, we have good friends at the, um, that are right by you is Gabriola Island. Isn't that by Victoria? Kind of. Yeah. It's one of the other smaller islands It's uh, in the Sunshine Coast. Oh, yeah. awesome. Okay. We've talked about going to visit them. Obviously we can't do it anytime soon, yeah, but no. if we ever do, um, we'll have to swing by and say hi to you too. Cause I've never been up there. Um, even no, though we're pretty close. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And then, cause there is a direct ferry that goes from Seattle to Victoria, like Harbor to Harbor. Oh, fun. Oh, that'd be so neat. My kids would love that. Yeah, it's fun. Um, awesome. Okay. So what do you like, what's your favorite or most effective way, um, that you market your business? Well, I'll, I'll say it's changing. It's changing. Um, the, my main thing, the way that I love to market my business is, is kind of old fashioned, which is kind of funny to say, because I've been talking a lot about like social media and stuff, which is kind of the new way to market. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but for me, I think we forget that at the core, the reason that we market and sell is because we're trying to help people. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, regardless of whether you sell B2B, so business to business or B2C, business to consumer, there's a person on the other end and your business represents you as a person or multiple people, depending on who's involved. And so for me, it's really about building relationships. And so whatever structure allows me to do that, where I can have fun, I can show my personality and it feels light. Um, that's where I focus my time. So when I started my business, I mentioned to you that I stumbled upon Facebook. Well, I hadn't had a Facebook profile before April of 2016. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, anti-Facebook. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so I resisted for a long time and then uh, I needed to take it for this course. And that's kind of what spurred me on to kind of investigating, wow, like there's all this opportunity because so many people are on Facebook mm-hmm. and I still love Facebook. I have a lot of my audience on there. It's where I've spent a lot of time just teaching and, and building and nurturing um, the folks that I serve. Um, but right now I actually love Instagram more. That's probably where I spend more of my free time. Um, and so we're testing out a couple of things on there, but I still love Facebook just because there's so, there's so much data, there's so much information and it's so easy to reach people that you want to connect with. Like you want to target moms. There's a million groups for that. And there's a million different ways that you can do that. You want to target, um, you know, computer science geeks, the world's your oyster, my friend. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. right. There's no shortage. And so I think from just the perspective of having access to that information and being able to build relationships quickly with the people that you want to reach, there really isn't anything else like Facebook out there. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, if you're targeting corporate professionals, 
that might not be the best platform. And so, yeah. And so for me right now, the most effective way is to find a platform that you love. For me, when I started, I needed to to focus on one because social media was not kind of my area of expertise, although I did enjoy it. I wanted to build relationships. And so when I did that, and I actually tried to take people from the online space into more of an offline sort of interaction. And so I tried to get people to have conversations with me. So whether that was through direct message or text message or right on the, like on a phone, like a zoom call, that's how I I started my business. And that's what helped me to scale so quickly to six figures in six months. Now I put a caveat in there because I mean, obviously everything that I was doing in corporate was, is directly related. Like I've, I know relationship marketing and selling. I know how to build uh, really strong foundations for business. I know how to make sure that the sales process is in place. And so that enabled me to kind of put all the ducks in a row when mm-hmm. the time came. But I think it's really important that we don't forget that you're having a conversation with somebody. And if you know that you can help them, you know that you can serve them, you know that your your products and services can change their life, that you are relentless in making sure that, that you have an opportunity to put that in their hands and be able to change their life. And if you have that passion and you know that that pro- provides results, then you, you're never pushy and you're never sleazy and you're never any of those kind of icky words that we relate sales to um, because you're, you're coming from your heart and you're there to serve and you're really encouraging people to take you up on an opportunity to, to transform and to get something that they are otherwise um, not having in their life. Yes. Oh, I love that. And that makes it, that makes it so relatable and just, it doesn't feel like salesy. Like, it, like you're saying, we speak what we know and if we're coming from a place of service, then I mean, that's all you need. Like you're not selling. I mean, you're trying to share and improve their lives. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And speaking of that, you have a blueprint, right? For a lot of the things you talk about as a freebie. I do. Yeah. It's my free gift to you because a lot of people kept, they kept asking me, so (laughs) how did you do this? Because I had a lot of folks who were with me right from the very beginning and they kind of saw my journey and how quickly I was able to make all of these pieces work. Mm -hmm. And so I um, share all of this inside of my blueprint. It's my six figure blueprint where I map out exactly what I did. So you can see what steps that I took during the the first six months of my business and then even beyond, because all of these things, I still, I still do the same things. Um, So I haven't, I haven't really changed uh, the actual strategies. The tactics might be a little bit different, but the strategy behind them are basically the same. And so you can grab that at susanmcveigh.com forward slash bubbles. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll make sure to put that in the notes so everybody can grab that. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it too. Like I said, I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so comfort zones, like that's another kind of like buzzword. I feel like we hear a lot, but, um, do you like, what do you do to get out of your comfort zone, you know, like to help your business grow? And do you have any tips for other business owners on how they could get out of their comfort zone? Yeah, I (laughs) think, It's funny, right? Because I think sometimes, I think there's two pieces. We all kind of know where our natural comfort zone is. And I think you have to really assess what personality type are you? Like, are you the type that like, once you get there, you kind of are like, Oh, I'm here. Like, let's just go for it. And you, you're, you come crashing through that wall. Or are you the person that's like, Oh, I'm right at the edge. I'm going to need to take a minute and (laughs) (laughs) that's me. (laughs) And I think it's really important that you honor whatever comes up for you. Cause I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I think it's whatever fits for you. And for me, um, God leads me like my faith is very, very important in how I lead my business and how I lead my life. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't always been this way because I always felt like I had to have all the answers and then I had to do everything. And that if things didn't work, then it was all my fault. Right. Yeah. And I've learned now um, that more and more, I mean, for me, I call it God. So whatever you want to call it, I firmly believe there is a greater power at work outside of me, which then gives me a lot of comfort, but it also allows me to just like breathe. Right. Yeah. It's not all on me. 
I'm here to do my best and to show up and execute with excellence. But at the end of the day, um, I can't always control all the results and it, it doesn't reflect on who I am or what I'm, what I do or what I don't do. So if you are the person that is like game on and you're going to go crashing through, um, then do that. That's what I would encourage you to do is to see, okay, when you, when you hit that wall and you go, okay, it's the next step probably the best course of action is to do it as quickly as possible because that that plays into your natural tendency and for those of us that because I kind of do both and that's why I can speak to both there are times where I need to retract and I Mm -hmm. need to like sit and be still and really intentional and get rid of all the noise and and I think that's the hardest part is instead of seeking advice or confirmation or going to chase the shiny objects, it's Mm -hmm. much harder to pull back and go, what do I need in this moment? Like, what is it that actually will allow me to break through? And usually it's, you know, one or two small things. I don't find when, when I'm working with clients, I don't find that it's like this revolutionary 180 pivot. It, it may feel that way, but it's usually a small thing, but it makes such a big impact. And I like finding those for my clients. I like finding like, what's the domino effect that will help you to, if you hit that domino, like that front domino, it causes everything else to move exponentially faster. Um, and I know we're going to talk about books later, but I was like, I can't, I can't decide on books because I love books. So I'm going to slide <laughs> one in here. <laughs> Um, the one thing, the one thing by uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan is amazing to explain the impact of like really focusing. And so I think regardless of whether you go full force or whether you retract and then go back in, the one thing is really helpful to identify so that you're not feeling like you're doing a million different things to break through and to get the next level results and to up level yourself. Cause I think we hear all this, these tag words and buzzwords and jargon, and it just leaves us more confused and feeling like we're not, we're not measuring up. Right. And I get my clients to focus on the one thing, the 1%, because if you do that consistently, and that's the biggest thing is that breaking free outside of your comfort zone is not about doing it once. <laughs> Because usually what ends up happening is that we, it's like stretching a rubber band, right? Like if you stretch a rubber band as far as it goes and you let go, it just snaps back. Right. But if you, over time, if you, all you did was stretch that rubber band a little bit farther every single day, and you just did that every single day, eventually it would be stretched out and it would stay. Yeah. And that's really what we're looking for here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's consistency across the board is such um, a big part. And I think, yeah, like you said, like you just go and sometimes people like bust through, but being able to continue that momentum after busting through is is so huge. Mm-hmm. I've heard awesome things about that book too. So I'm gonna have to put that on my list as well. <laughs> it's great. It's an It's an easy read. So it's not like you know, sometimes you read business books and you're like, oh, snooze. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. It's got all these graphs and charts, especially marketing books. And you're like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. This I'm reading. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> this one is a, a really easy kind of conversational style of book. And so it's, uh, and it's really well-written, I think. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yeah. I'm reading Profit First, which is actually interesting, but I'm just not like a numbers person. And so that just made me think of it. I'm just like, uh, What? Like, I don't know, like talking about spreadsheets and balance sheets and I don't know, like it's stuff that I want to know, but I just, it's kind of boring for me. It is boring. (laughs) I hear my background is finance and banking in particular, and I read Profit First. Um, I love Mike Michalowicz. Actually, what I would recommend is if you, if you haven't finished Profit First is stop and go read Fix This Next. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go read that book first. Okay. Yeah. I have not finished Profit First. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like chapter three, like a few it's weeks ago. Like he wrote them that almost backwards a little bit, like, cause fix this next is almost like the very first in the series. And then it will help you to figure out where the issue is. And then you go to the book that will help you to kind of fix that next. Oh, awesome. Thank you for that tip. That will, yeah, that's super helpful. Um, 
Yay. Um, okay. Yeah. So leading into that next, com- like the, our next little spot, um, your favorite. So like what would be your favorite book? And you can name more than one if you want to. <laughs> well, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love to read. So if you are a reader, I want you to um, give me a shout out, like tag me on Instagram. I'm at Susan McVeigh, M-C-V-E-A. I'm constantly looking for book recommendations. So if there, if you read one of the books that I've recommended here, if you have a book recommendation for me, tag me on Instagram because like I said, I could just read all day long, like <laughs> every day, all day long. So um, some of my favorites, I love uh, Super Fans with Pat Flynn. Uh, I think it's a great book for all of us to rem- and it, he reinforces that whole message that I just shared here, which is really about it's people. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget because we're so busy looking for, I want a thousand, I want 10,000, I want a hundred thousand people on my list. And it's like, do you know how many people that would be in real life? Like you would have to, that would be more than in a, in probably the biggest stadium in your city. Right. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes we forget, like I forget that I have a thousand people on my um, Facebook community. That's, that's, I could not host them all if they wanted to come to my house for a party. So the privilege of being able to have these folks and be able to serve them, that's what, what Pat Flynn talks about. Um, we talked a little bit here about kind of breaking through your, from your comfort zone. Um, and a lot of that is like breaking down limiting beliefs. And I love the book, The Big Leap mm. um, by, oh gosh, Gay Keller. Did I, did I get that one wrong? So the big leap is an amazing book. Um, and it's all about breaking free from limiting beliefs. Um, Awesome. Gay, gay Hendricks. Goodness. Gay Hendricks. Um, yeah. And then for, again, around the belief piece, if you, if you are faith-based, but even if you're not, I love, uh, believe bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. Um, There are a lot of scriptures in there. Um, So as long as you're okay with her referencing uh, Bible verses and talking about God, um, I think the, the teaching, cause it's, it's a, it's a book slash workbook. So fun. Yeah. It's, it's like a course in a book. So I love it because regardless of where you are in your business journey, it just encourages you to to believe even bigger because God's there for us. And, and um, there's more that's possible if we allow ourselves to just step out of our comfort zone and continue to, you know, kind of push the boundaries for our goals and our, our dreams. Yeah. I love that. I've been, so for the longest time I, I'm born and raised Catholic and I've just, you know, I have faith has been a big part of my life. And, but I recently, it's funny that you say this um, or talk about it. Like I, I'm not, you know, I have, I've always kept them separate, you know, like, okay, this is what I do in my business. And then this is, you know, my prayer time and different things and church. And, and I've never really intersected them together. And I've really kind of wondered how to do that recently. Um, so that might be the perfect book to, to start with. <laughs> it would. Yeah. And it's fun. Of course, we're having this conversation, Nicole, because I have also uh, born and raised Catholic, um, newer into like the supernatural meaning mm-hmm. that God, God is present here on, on earth, right? Like he walks through us through a uh, human form, but also in spirit form through the Holy spirit. And so mm-hmm. for me, I am prophetic. I have all of these gifts that God has given to me. And that has really just come out partly with all of the transformation and all of the transition away from, I think the noise of like the box that I had put myself into and mm-hmm. really bringing myself. And so I am right now, walking that line too to figure out how do I share more? How do I help business leaders like yourself that want to and are encouraged to include their faith mm-hmm. and hear more from the Lord and be able to really understand that God speaks to all of us. Like this is not reserved for our pastors, priests, prophets. This is for all of us. And that I I know that God speaks to us all the time. And especially as women we need to lean into that. We need to learn to trust our gut and to trust our faith and to trust our intuition. And when we do that, bigger things are possible for us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You're, I totally agree. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Like I've 
I'm just so happy that like that came up in conversation because you know you don't really talk to other business owners about stuff like that very often you know <laughs> like no um for me that that is a sign that God has been part of this conversation so yeah it's like that yeah totally yeah oh, I love that okay yeah well we're gonna have to keep in touch for sure um okay so what is your what's your favorite drink my favorite drink right now right now I'm drinking a lot of water. Although I will say it's, it's not my favorite. So I, <laughs> my favorite drink is, you're going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> um, aside from alcohol, which I love me a good glass of wine or sparkling wine Prosecco, which is what I have today, is, um, Shirley Temple. And my husband makes fun of me because he's like, that's for old people and little children. And I just have such fond memories of going to the, re- like going to the restaurant with my sisters. And that would be the the drink that we would have because my parents owned a store. And so we had access to lots of soda, like mm-hmm. cans of Coke and stuff, but a mixed drink was kind of a special affair. And so he just made one for me last night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's the point. The second you said that it made me think of when my parents would take me out to eat, which wasn't often like when I was a little and yeah, it was kind of a big deal, like a Shirley temple and you didn't get kind of dressed up and feel all special. So oh, that's awesome. I forget what's in a Shirley temple though. Orange juice, seven up and grenadine. Ah, yes. That's a good combination. Yeah. And then if you substitute out the seven up for like Coke or Pepsi, then Mm -hmm. it's a Roy Rogers. Oh yeah. Okay. Isn't there like a Palmer something one too? Like a, the golfer guy. I don't remember what that one is though. Oh, an Arnold Palmer. That's a a real drink though. Oh, oops. Well, yeah, I can I don't think I had those. I just remember the name. <laughs> yeah, I remember the name too. I think they're an alcoholic drink. Listeners, if you happen to know, just let, let us know. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Favorite thing to do? Oh, so my answer would have been very different a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that answer because I'm very hopeful that sometime soon I will be able to go back to it and it may already be open. I'm not sure I have to go and check. I love float tanks. So because I have uh, fibromyalgia symptoms, it's very well managed. I use um, holistic health and a lot of other things to help me manage so that I don't have to take a lot of medication. Mm -hmm. Actually, I have frozen shoulder right now, so I am on meds, but generally, no, it's a bummer. But Generally, I take no meds for my my pain symptoms, and the reason why is because of food and movement, but these float tanks. So have you ever tried them, Nicole? No. It's are like, those those really cold ones, though? No. It's like okay. it's like being in bath water because it's um, you float in them. They're not super deep tanks, but they are enclosed. I think you can get some that are open in case mm-hmm. you're claustrophobic. And it's like being in a giant bubble. Oh, <laughs> I have not heard of them. You're in such a high concentration of Epsom salt that you float. You float in the water. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And so it's, it's very peaceful. I go yeah. there and I pray and I meditate and I get, you know, an hour and a half in the tank, a little bit longer with the commute back and forth, but it's just my me time to, and I, I used to get, some of my best ideas, I would get, uh, I would write out like whole email sequences in my brain. <laughs> I would just rest. It was such a wonderful way to do like self-care and mm-hmm. rejuvenate. Um, and magnesium, which a lot of us are deficient in, I'm not a doctor though, um, is best absorbed through the skin. So it allows you to to receive all of that from, uh, from the water. Um, now, as you can tell, I love to read. So reading is still one of my favorite ways to relax, even though I'm learning. I love learning. And so that's, that's kind of like my guilty pleasure. I just, I just love books. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. Like, and I don't want this to sound like bad for a while. I didn't like, we had a, another business prior to this where it was a small farm and brewery. And so, and we had two really little kids. And so like, I kind of forgot how much I loved reading. We just didn't, I didn't have a ton of extra time, but now that it's like slow down, my kids are a little older. Like I, I forgot. I mean, I just, you can finish a book and just, I'm like ready for the next one. It is so amazing. Like I love reading. Yeah, me too. I'm right and, there with you, friend. Yeah. And when you can learn and it's interesting, all, I mean, all the better. Like, I love it. Like, I just finished Donald Miller's Building a Story Brain in, like, a weekend. Like, because it was so good. I love it. I refer to it all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. 
read his second one, which is uh, Marketing Made Simple. Oh, yes. That's next on my list. Okay. And then I'm like all excited because it's, you know, marketing because, you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And <laughs> I love Donald Miller. His podcast is amazing too. And so um, if you haven't used the tool that comes with uh, building a story brand, use that. I get my clients to use that when we're, you know, planning out the, the arc of a storyline for really for everything. Because if you forget certain pieces, then it kind of doesn't land the way that it could. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, the one where you log in. I Yeah, I did that. Um, so neat. And like, just, I don't know, I never thought of story in the way that he presents it, you know, and then like the the different like internal, external, philosophical, just like the psychology behind it. Like, it's just awesome that he shared all that. Cause it, once you read it, you're like, Oh wow. Like it clicks and it's like, Oh, that's going to make such a big difference. But, um, so yeah, totally recommend it to anybody listening that hasn't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, favorite thing to watch. Do you watch anything? I do. I do. So again, my, I love, well, I'm an early adopter of Shonda Rhimes and I had to cut myself off because I was like, as she kept writing more and more and more. And I was like, man, I'm going to be watching TV as like my second career. <laughs> so I still love Grey's Anatomy, still love it. And then, um, so that's kind of my only like long-term series. I've been watching it right from the very beginning. I think oh, I watched wow. the whole episode. I know. Crazy, right? Yeah. I used to love it. I, I fell off the bandwagon a few years ago, but I mean, I imagine it's still amazing considering it's, it's still going. It's still going. It's different. It is very different. And I'm a, I'm a diehard fan because I thought I would leave. I thought I would leave and then McDreamy and all of these things, but <laughs> I'm still with them. And then, and, and that's the only one, like that's the only long-term series that I am still actually watching on the real television. Mm -hmm. And then anything that is dancing or song related. So the voice, so you think you can dance. Those are my um, happy places. Cause I just, I love being able to see people going after their own dream. I took uh, a lot of dance classes when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. um, I am a shower singer, so <laughs> <laughs> and I love doing karaoke. So it's really just a fun way for me to just see people doing things that they love and being able to um, get better and and get feedback. Like I think it's just amazing how they're able to use the power of community and interact. And from a marketing perspective, like as they've been able to use like the power of voting and having people actually buy um, the songs and things mm -hmm. to actually put their dollars in, in practice. It's always fascinating for me to study that as a consumer, but also as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching those shows. And then that made me think, um, so the writer of Grey's Anatomy, have you read her book? Yes, of course. Because <laughs> okay. that, like, I, I'm, a, I'm pretty sure. I, so I have a book club as well that I you do all the books that are recommended on this podcast. Um, and somebody recommended that one recently in the year of yes, I believe is what yes. it's called. And it, I'm pretty close to picking that one as our June pick. Like, is it awesome? Should I? It, it's so good. Okay. It is so well written. And, and you know what the funny thing is? Because for for a while I was, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good with myself, but, um, I think as women, it sometimes is hard to, to do the opposite, to say no. And how I interpreted her book as you kind of go through it is that for me, I needed to say yes to me. Like I needed to say yes to the things that I wanted. And I kept saying yes to all of my kids stuff, my mm. husband's stuff, even my business stuff. And it kept like squishing Susan's stuff. Right. Right. And that's it, as I kind of unpacked and, and looked back at everything that kind of had contributed to um, these moments where I had to really reevaluate what was happening in my life, my career and, and in my business. Uh, because I mean, even though I've had success in my business, if you've been a business, you know, it's that road is like up and down and like, yes all I, around and <laughs> it's like the craziest roller coaster ride that you could uh, dream up yes and her book is is really really good she's a great writer she's great at incorporating stories um it feels like you're having a conversation with her and i i just loved it i i thought it was really really well done awesome okay i think that just solidified my pick i'm excited yeah, it's fun it's a fun <laughs> book awesome um uh, so lastly where's your favorite place to go Favorite place to go right now. I'm dreaming of a beach. Right. <laughs> Some drinks. 
And somebody else who's going to pick up after us and clean and cook for us. (laughs) Yes. Usually for us, it's like Hawaii or Mexico. Um, We're not, we're not too picky. I actually am a huge homebody. Mm -hmm. So generally I, I I love staying at home. I'm feeling very um, like itchy foot ish. I need to to get out and, and go, which is not as common for me. I've, I've done a lot of traveling because I speak for my business as well. Mm-hmm. But you give me a beach and a chair and a towel under a palapa and I'm I'm good. I, I could be parked there for days. Yes. Oh my God. Me too. My husband, like he'll go for like an hour and me and the kids are like, oh, we're going to be here all day. All He's day. like, oh, it's hot and it's sandy. And I'm like, we're at the beach. That's the best part. <laughs> it is the best part, right? Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And now that like the weather is getting warm, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to go a little bit. We'll, we'll see how that, how that pans out. Yeah. But um, awesome. Okay, so where can everybody find you? Um, I know you mentioned your website and social media earlier, but you can say it again, and then I can also put it in the notes so everybody can jump on over there. Yeah, I have I have tons of training over on Facebook, actually. So if you search me, Susan McVeigh, I'm across all social media platforms, I think, for the most part, maybe Pinterest, which at the time of this recording... I'm not active on Pinterest. So <laughs> you can find me at Susan McVeigh. Last name is M-C-V-E-A. Um, and yeah, come and connect and, and, and send me a chat. But if you're looking for some more in-depth training, um, you are struggling with something, send me a message. I'm happy to help and point you in the right direction. There's probably something that I've already created or that I have a resource around that I could um, just make sure that you have access to. So whether that's on my podcast or social media, my podcast is Master the Sales Game. And I would love to have you uh, take a listen. And if you come from um, this podcast, shoot me a message and let me know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tune into your um, podcast as well because I need all the sales tips. So I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know you're so busy and I'm so glad we were able to connect and have this conversation. Um, I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so much. And have a great weekend, Bubbles everyone. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.